Welcome, Welcome to Two and a Half Citizens Podcast. I'm Zen. It's Pavs. I'm Ruben. And let's get right into it. So it's it's a sad week in Houston, to be honest. So like, yeah, it's bittersweet because we got a lot going on that we. It's crazy because it, it's kind of like we. Some people like to say all publicity is good publicity. Doesn't matter what it is, but this is a weird one. I've never heard Houston be talked about so much global, or I mean, I don't know if globally, but at least nationally since like. It's been kind of upsetting because it was like Hurricane Harvey and then the Astroworld tragedy, which has actually just been a like it's it's its anniversary right around now. Oh yeah, I've been seeing a lot of uh, I've been seeing a lot of signs about remembering the uh, the victims. But not only that, a lot of um, a lot of things kind of like talking about has this even changed his uh, trajectory in his career too much. I know he took a little bit of time. But do we think that uh, that this actually affected his career? Who are we talking about? Travis Scott. No. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think the music wasn't hitting as it used to because he did too many features. He gave too many people a sound. So when he comes with his own stuff, it's just you're like, I but don't need it. He hasn't really put out too many songs since the situation happened. Yeah, but the sound is still. I mean, unless he changed the sound, I know what I'm going to get. Which I disagree because when the Astroworld tragedy was the peak of saturation in the market of Travis Scott, peak of saturation in his sound, and the and, sneakers, and obviously his fans were so much so there and so much so involved that the Astroworld tragedy happened. So yeah. to me, it seems like is have, one thing that I want to bring up, and I don't, I know it's not necessarily good to compare the two, but there was a recent crowd surge in soul oh, yeah. um, that around Halloween that killed a hundred people and injured like another 150. Was there any 5G towers? That I don't know, but that is even more spookier because it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's an even bigger crowd surge. And I think brings more of a conversation to group awareness compared to the 10. I know each victim is, is still a tragedy, but it's like, I think that Travis Scott tried to take responsibility for the situation as best he could and uh actually and actually be able to like do something to change it in the space so making those wristbands that are going to monitor your heart rate that are going to like let you know if you're losing oxygen that are going to like stop something from happening in the future yeah that's one thing that he was actually uh promoting and getting behind and helping did they actually make it though or did he just like say hey this is what we're going to do and i mean i don't know how long products take to develop and I don't know how long it takes to implement it into a mass setting like that, like a concert. But when Ruben, you go to we a, have the technology, when you go to a Bad Bunny concert, they give you these little wristbands that well, they're are, lights, they're lights, but they're able to be controlled somehow. True. So I just think you add another chip in there. Mm. And I mean, I don't know technology. I, I could just be talking, mm-hmm. but I just think like you add another chip in there or something like that. And then now you have like different type of do, monitoring. Ruben, do we, do we have the technology? Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, oxygen monitoring maybe i think it just costs money and there needs to be enough like public um like pushback to get somebody to do that you have somebody like a travis scott being the biggest artist and they're basically saying you can't your concerts can't be crazier he basically like you got he got capped off at where his concert can like at how far can his concerts go you know what i mean and uh yeah. with this tragedy we're seeing some other tragedies. So it's like, that's our biggest news story before. Then we get the Astros in the world series. And then right after that, 
we have the situation that happened on Tuesday. I Monday. Believe. No, no, no. Or was it Sunday night going into Monday? I don't 100%. No, no, no. I think it was during the week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Regardless. It was uh, um, Halloween, Halloween, right? Halloween, yeah. I don't, Halloween going to November 1st. So then that was Monday night going into Tuesday morning. Yeah. So it happened around Tuesday early in the morning, around 3 30 in the morning is when the calls came in. 3 34 is, I guess, when police started responding. Um, and what happened was takeoff from Amigos was tragically shot. R.I.P. In Houston, yeah. here's where things get a little mixed up. I mean, anytime that you're dealing with people of like the hip hop community specifically, but especially like hood, trap, drill type rappers, no one's going to speak. No one's going to speak on what happened. It doesn't matter if it was your closest homie. When the cops come to ask for testimonies of what happened and yeah witnesses. i mean there was allegedly 40 witnesses but and, no, or 40 not witnesses people at the scene and allegedly no one saw anything right so that's the first thing that happens the first issue but at the same time here's where the things get weird so no one's gonna say anything to the police but like 20 people posted stuff on social media yeah yeah, yeah. no that's a mess up part. <laughs> so yeah. now like, so half of the investigations yeah. being done through these videos Literally that bro. people posted, but no one saw anything, but their phones did. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be that situation. It's the same thing that happened with Drake, Yo, the ruler, and basically, by what I saw, and this is all alleged because it's all just what has been spread around social media. And like I was going to say this, like we're not the media, or I guess we're media. I don't know. I don't know what we are, but I do want to be respectful. But like at the same time, and like you saw the, I don't know if you saw TMZ. The they put out the videos. They put out like. You know, they put out pictures. Like I saw an article. I sent it. I sent to Ovar. Like I saw an article where you literally see Quavo like on his knees, like holding takeoff, bro. Like it's it's like. Damn, so don't tell weird. me that. I've yeah. been like actively like avoiding the videos because yeah, I was, like, no, it's terrible. Dude. Like, it, it, it is bad. And like and the that. thing is, so that we're getting the investigation through the internet because no one's gonna actually say anything to the cops. And according to what Houston is now saying, because Houston police is gonna be looked at in a certain way right now on how they handle this case and a big problem apparently that happens in houston is a lot of unsolved cases so the fear is just gonna be another one of those unsolved cases to just get swept under the rug but with it being such a high profile one it's hard you don't really want to let that happen so yeah. the 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 story that is going around by videos ma- ma- matching up videos with so text allegedly, messages, allegedly it's allegedly, all alleged don't don't sue us is that there was a dice game going on, right? We all know that that was happening. But apparently the dice game was over. Apparently Quavo was losing a lot of money and he was done gambling. He was like, I'm done. I'm not trying to do that no more. And it's one of those types of situations where no one really wants to let you get out the table like that so easily. So he starts saying, apparently it started off as a joke like, um, I heard you've been in the ring boxing. Box me. So now it's a different gamble. Bet you can't beat me in the ring. And apparently Quavo didn't like that too much and started like going back and forth like, man, fuck all that shit. Then it led into basketball. What's up then? Play me a basketball then 1v1. And pretty much just started escalating where this just wouldn't be dropped basically. And the video ends. So they're arguing about basketball in the video. The video ends with Quavo saying, as far as audibles are concerned, with Quavo being like, man, let's go. Fuck all that shit. I'm not even trying to argue with no one like that. And, but apparently he says, I would have been dropped somebody. Something hood, right? 
which then led to swings, which then led to shots. You see in the video someone who has a gun, but you know that there's various gunshots going off. By the reports, Quavo was just, I mean, Takeoff was just in the cut, hanging out, chilling, just with the boys. He wasn't involved. He wasn't gambling. He wasn't involved with the feud. But once things popped off and he jumped up, he got hit with a straight bullet, allegedly done by his own entourage. So apparently when one of Qua- when one of Migos' entourage is oh. shot all crazy, it allegedly got Qua- it got takeoff, and then the other entourage fired back and got him a second time. But the initial time that he fell was from his own entourage. This is all alleged. This is all by speculation of what people have said that were on the Damn. scene and text messages that have been going around in correlation to the video that's also been Yo, released. Like, couldn't they just Damn. take it to Modern Warfare 2, like quick scope, no scope? Like one v one, real talk. I mean, it's just weird to me because, like, here's where things then start getting squirrely. If we're going to get deeper into the conspiratorial wave here, and it's the ge- wait, 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 the, wait, Ruben, you got your tin foil hat on? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I got it. The problem is That's the J Prince piece of of the puzzle. Okay. So this was Jazz Prince's birthday party, apparently, which is J Prince's son. Mm. So who's baby J? Maybe it's Jazz Prince. It's, okay. Maybe it's another son. I'm not sure. But here's where things get interesting for the fact that we have the J Prince piece of the puzzle. Jazz Prince or J Prince, one of these people posted Quavo coming, no cap coming, and some basketball player that was standing right next to take off, like shouting them out, right? They're coming to the city. After the shooting happens, the story gets deleted. The next thing that we hear from them is a post being like, I woke up to this tragic news. You know, it's such a sad thing to see. Even though you you see in the video, I, I don't know which prince, but one of the princes is walking there. by Takeoff's body and being like, it's a wrap. Like, basically just kind of like, it is what it is type shit. So now... It's all fine and dandy accidents happen, except for there was another dice game a few months ago that ended in a similar situation. A lot of these dice games that are kind of, um, I wouldn't say organized, but just happen to have the Prince family in it seem to be ending tragically. And so then it begs the question of if we're supposed to check in, if, if high profile rappers and affiliated people from the streets are supposed to check in with Jay Prince and things like this are happening and we're not actually getting protected, then what is the point, first of all, of checking in? And two, what does that say for Houston as a city? Is it going to make us a no-fly zone? And is there has to be some sort of restructure of the way things work around here. And that's been the big thing because takeoff, 28 years old, very tragic, not even Yo, that's involved cr- in any of the yeah. like bullshit that was happening that night. It just hit me, bro. It hit me so hard. Like I, I was laying in bed, like seeing everything. And I was just like, bro, like he's literally a year older than me. And it's crazy because everyone's hitting me up about it. it it's one of those things where in Houston, no one can look at the news without being like, what the hell happened here? Yeah. And like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, you know, if you turn on the local news and you see like a shooting or whatever, I, I guess you're kind of desensitized to it. But also, like, I think it hit me hard too because he's like a high profile. Per- like, he's this is someone famous. He has an entourage. He has like bodyguards. So like, if 
I don't know. It, I guess it just like made me a little. It's paranoid. like if he ain't safe, how am I safe? safe how am I safe, bro? Yeah. But it's also one of those situations where like, look, accidents can happen at yeah. any time. Someone can be shooting in a distance, and a stray bullet can hit you. It's happened all the time. But the situation with this is, why do why do certain arguments get escalated to the point of gunfire? Yeah, that's I don't know. That's understand. that's what I, I don't understand, understand is that. what argument. And yeah. what argument can cause gunfire like that? But at the, but basically in such a large group, look, if you're arguing with somebody and you do some premeditated murder type shit, some crime of passion type shit, like I don't get it, but I get it. But it's like to be like, I'm upset right now. I'm going to shoot into the crowd. Yeah. That's where I don't, that's where I don't understand because you have hella witnesses there. Like, at what point is your life so reckless that you don't think that this is going to be an issue to shoot right now? Yeah, you know man, what I mean? Like, that's what I don't care. think. That's, yeah. that's the part where I don't understand. It was like, there's a lot of people here. Like the what no makes you think like mentality. Right. And with high, fro- high profile people mm-hmm. and everyone has a phone now. It's not yeah, Dahmer yeah, yeah, yeah. time periods where like, yeah. you're not getting all this high surveillance. You're in Houston. I'm surprised we haven't gotten like a street ca- or just street like street security. cams, security cams yeah. from other angles. They're probably available, but they're not going to release those to the public because the everyone already put it. all the freaking social media yeah. videos out and they're public and there's no bringing them down, you know? Yeah. But that's another yeah. thing, too, is what is it like? What is it with this era? And I know it's because of social <laughs> media that we posting feel the illegal shit, <laughs> posting illegal shit. That too, but also feeling the need to like capture something because it's crazy. Instead of being like, yo, this is a let wild situation, it's let me get this on camera and let me post it to social media so my page gets popping. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a crazy that, yeah, it's wild mindset to be in when something traumatic is happening. Yeah. Like but, let me catch the trauma and share it to the world. Yeah. No, so, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I thought TMZ was wild, bro. Like, I thought like after they learned their late lesson with kobe well it's different so here's the problem with the kobe thing because i did see them be a little careful i was up early in the morning whenever whenever news was starting to get like out. like i do <laughs> like i be. i was up at 5 30 in the morning this happened yeah, around 3 30 yeah, right yeah, yeah he said i'm blue collar i'm ear out to here the streets ear to the streets and i'm seeing streamers that are up late at night talking about it Nothing official had been po- had been posted. Anybody that posted anything had said reportedly. Mm. Everybody who posted something had said so reportedly. So they hit him with the allegedly. Here's why: because the families hadn't been notified yet, and that was the big deal mm-hmm. with the Kobe situation. Is they wanted the families to be notified and identify takeoff. So whenever the news was being reported. In the morning, before things had gotten officially confirmed, everyone knew. Everyone that was there knew that takeoff died. Everyone who had gotten news knew that takeoff had passed. But until they can get the family to confirm it, they were all just saying a man was shot in an apparent argument in a bowling alley in Houston where the Migos were reportedly there. Mm. We have no identification yet on who it is. But that's after I had already seen everyone posting the takeoff and pass. So I knew it happened. I mm. saw the pictures. I tried not to really go deep into the videos, but you see the picture of takeoff laid out. Yeah, you, you see do. the picture. Bro, it's bad. You see like, side by side pictures. You damn, see a picture of takeoff. 
I don't you see a picture see of takeoff just I don't there. See, I can't unsee it, bro. Like you see a picture of takeoff there at the event and his outfit, and then you see the picture of someone dead laying on the floor and oh, the outfits man. matching up. So yeah. it's like confirmation basically without them saying he passed because they don't want to get in that same Kobe thing. On a which yeah, yeah. I was gonna say on a different note of that, like what do you guys think about companies just straight being reckless with this? Like, obviously, TMC was reckless, but, like, E! News was super reckless. Especially that they, like, report only on, like, I don't know, like, like, they have a, uh, whatever. They're, they're, like, white news, basically. But what what E! News did is they put an article take off about Takeoff's passing and use Offset's picture. Oh my god, that's like, fucking stupid. Like nobody on the team Listens was like, like, yo, that's not him. That's the thing too, is I mean, if we're being real and like if I mean, you're gonna report Katie on Perry him, didn't know who they were and she made a song with them. Who? <laughs> Isn't there that one clip of like they uh they have their tagline, like uh he says offset on, on that song with Katy Perry, and then she says, Oh shit, and people are like, Oh girl doesn't even know what they're saying. <laughs> you haven't seen that no that, yeah, that's, like, that's a funny thing because it's one of those things where and this has been a, a common theme is hip-hop has become the cool genre right mm -hmm. so yeah. if you want to seem cool you go to hip-hop so the first thing that i saw that was when when uh katie perry did the song with juicy j so she make this pop song but then you make it with the rapper and now all of a sudden your song's cool you can say cool shit so now like katie perry also katie perry does this shit a lot katie perry did the song with calvin harris where it has pharrell and it has future and stuff like that or somebody and she's talking about popping pills and shit so it's like it's cool to be in hip-hop when anybody who has like a pop song and then goes ahead and puts trap drums rolling hi-hats and 808s is trying to seem cool when Dua Lipa does that song with the baby, it's all cool until it's not. So it's like it's cool to be associated with hip hop artists until they say something wild, and then all of a sudden you got to remove them from the song. And it's all cool to hang out with all these rappers until something pops off, and you're in the middle of it. So it's like it's like it's it's cool to be associated with it and take the cloud off of it until it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Until shit hits the fan and like you actually have to deal with the reality of why this is cool. Well, it's cool because they had to make it cool, right? The idea of especially street rap is that there was people in the hood that had nothing and they had to figure out a way to grind and hustle and make something. So it's cool to be like, man, this person is like street but also flashy and also this and I think it's in my world that underdog story and you see it a lot like um like different artists will try to convince you that their life was harder than it was like if somebody's family was in the industry nobody's gonna tell you their family was in the industry they'll like They're tell like, you anything they grind can. i had yeah to... bro grind nonstop. but like, like you all right see it, baby like, keem. i know mm -hmm. baby keem all right wait, hold up. we're getting off the topic let's at least close the takeoff but like well here's... what do y'all want to say like if you could uh if, if you, you know, what I'm wondering, you, you're talking to Quavo if he was listening well, right now. Here's what I have a question for you guys to get into this is the idea of checking in. That's okay. been the big conversation lately. Does that even matter anymore? Because at this point, are you putting yourself in more harm's way, letting the people know you're in town, getting yourselves involved with this stuff? 
because Lizzo isn't checking in when she goes into town. Taylor Swift isn't checking in when she comes to like pull up to her stadium show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's not pulling up to Jay Prince and being like, hey, just letting you know I'm in the city. Uh <laughs> that'd be hard though. Could you imagine if she did that? Okay, it would be hard, but look what the fuck happened. Like, no, no, what no, does no, it no, matter no, anymore? I know, I know, you know what I, know, I mean? No, no, no. So it's no. one of those things where it's like this whole idea of checking in. To me, yeah. I don't even think that's a real thing. I think it's like, who are you cool with? Who do you know runs things? Like, all right. So, you, okay. So if you could break it down into like normal people, to, like, because obviously we're not celebrities, but like, let's say. Damn, go fool me. No. Uh, <laughs> let's say Ruben comes back from SF and he calls us. Would you consider that checking in? No, that's just letting your homies know you're in town. Okay. Yeah. So what's the difference between that and what? Because like, let's because say. Because the real idea of checking in is you're affiliated. If you're a rapper who's affiliated with a gang. Mm-hmm. you're going to have ops and opposing gangs. People who, all right, not everybody who's a street dude obviously has money. A lot of the street dudes, majority of the street dudes are people that are grinding and trying to figure out a way to get money. And it's usually illegal. It's usually hitting a lick, trying to rob somebody, trying to find someone with a nice car and a nice jewelry, sticking them up, getting their jewelry. And sometimes PNB rock situation happens, mm-hmm. especially when you're in, LA and it's so many gangs, so many different gangs. You have to check in with somebody because you're a high profile person. You have to get together with someone who is also a high profile person in the gang world. Be like, Hey, I'm in town doing X, Y, and Z. Can you make sure people understand that I'm doing X, Y, and Z and that I'm with you and that I'm protected because of you. So I'm off limits. Basically Mm. I'm off limits of getting hit a lick on because I'm letting you know that I'm here and I'll break you off some money. Maybe I'll get you some tickets to the show, whatever it is that they use as leverage. And that's the real checking in. But sometimes in these situations, if you're just out there roaming around doing your own thing, I don't feel, and maybe I'm just ignorant. I don't feel like Houston's that hot of a spot unless you're in certain areas that you can't just yeah, we're not do Atlanta. your thing. We're- like, we're not all right. Atlanta. Here's, we're a, here's not a big one. LA, here's a big one. Is Kylie Jenner checking in? Because she's coming over a lot with, yeah. with Travis. And I'll see her on her stories Travis posting posting by the like posting videos by like the Buffalo Bayou Park and all this stuff. Like she's outside. And yeah, who's she checking in with? Yeah, nobody. To make sure that she doesn't get robbed. So I really think sometimes it's the whole look. Here's where I really feel like checking in comes from. If you're a dude who likes certain things, certain drugs, certain activities, yeah, there you go. You have to find out where those are. So if every time you go to a new city, you have to find a new plug. Mm-hmm. If you know, yo, I know these guys are the plugs, and they're because they are well respected in this scene. So I'm going to get my weed from there because everyone talks about getting weed from Houston. We're going to gamble because you can't even really gamble around here, but we're going to shoot some dice. They'll take me to the low key spots. Yeah, don't go to the what's the New Orleans. uh... (laughs) Bourbon Street. (laughs) No, no, no. Like we get so many ads in Houston for it. Started with an L. Uh, LaBerge. Yeah, something like that. It's like on a boat. Yeah, LaBerge, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those, yeah. Anyways. But that's the thing is. Like the. The but how come then there's those how come there's the gas stations with the Hispanic dudes at the slot machines? <laughs> because they put a sign that says that this is for entertainment only. Oh. They they put they they back their you know they cross their t's and dot their eyes but on the low. That's all the gas station things. You know what I mean? But you're gonna see 
Quavo and the gas station? I could. Nah, dog. You got to be in, in, in the low-key, in the cut spots. Nah, yeah. I think the saddest part is just, at least, I mean, obviously, like a bunch of people lost a friend and a family member. And that's really sad. And then as a fan, it's just like, I don't know. Like, there's so much music that could have been released. The music was re- still really, really good. And I feel like you just don't get to see it. Well, that one, so if I'm going to be uh, honest and start, that's, that's where the problem comes, is that technically the music wasn't hitting anymore. I liked it. As far as, for me, it's like the memory of like the start of the genre. It's history, basically. Like when I was in, oh, yeah. when I was in high school and Versace came out, yep. Versace. everyone was Versace. like, Versace. half of the people were like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. No, yo, that was, also, that was also when Trap Queen came out. Like, like It was like, yo, what the fuck are we listening to right now? Yeah, and yeah. then the other half was like, this is the future. You just don't get it yet. Yeah, it yeah, was. Man. And when it really, really, really was. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. And so, like, that really yeah. was a big thing. Yeah. Like, I, think was. Really, I think that really was. That was so fun. It was a monumental twist in the way that, like, hip-hop was going, you know? It was just, it was so ridiculous that it was so good. And it was different, too. Yeah. Like, I was listening to the whole no-label mixtape. The way they were dressed was, like, completely different. And the first time, because yeah. you have to realize the way the trajectory had gone. So, they're popping, right? Like, they're getting to the biggest part of their career. They get the Drake feature. Oh yeah, yeah. Then, Offset goes to jail. That's right. For a while. For what? I don't I, know. I don't, I don't remember. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But Offset and goes then, to jail, and we, throughout that whole time, Migos has to keep on promoting themselves as a trio. And trying when there's only two of them right now, trying to make sure they keep this momentum going. So Damn. they do the uh, they do that orchestra performance. Remember, they do the orchestra performance. They have an entire orchestra behind them while they're singing Versace and Hannah Montana. And that I, video goes crazy. Awesome. That video goes crazy. And they're promoting and they're promoting. And then Offset comes back. And then, and like, is it like 2016 he comes back? Because I remember we were still in college. And then Bad and Bougie comes. Right. And Bad and Bougie takes, comes. Takes and over. it becomes the biggest thing ever. And that's the promo for culture. For the culture it, album. It, it became the biggest thing ever after it got that co-sign from like Charles Gambino. Yeah. Well, like it, it, it was they, cool. They show, up, they show up in Atlanta because yeah, in the yeah. Atlanta episode, if I'm not mistaken, Ruben, right? It's just Offset and Take... I mean, a Quavo and Takeoff that show up in the episode, right? I, I or is think it the so. I can't remember. I think it's only two of them. But like, it's because they were still... So we still remembered them from Hannah Montana and Versace. And then... Um, you know, basically they, they weren't, they weren't like that big, like they were big to us, but they weren't like mainstream. And then when Charles Gambino, just like a couple words, like, Hey man, that bad and bougie after putting them on the show. And then like in his congratulations speech for winning a Grammy or whatever the award oh, is. Oh yeah. When he did Awake like, My Love. Yeah. He just Red like, he, he just, no, no, it was for the show. It was for Atlanta. Oh, he, he just oh, said like, great. um, what did he say? He said, his, his, "Shout out to Bad and Bougie." And yeah, he, said, yeah. he was like, "Shout out to Bad and Bougie." Yeah, and yeah. then people were just like, "It was just funny because like the news outlets were like, well, <laughs> I guess we need to listen to Bad and Bougie,' and it just kind of got everyone like, I guess I should listen to it.' Yeah, and it was one of those things really like I I saw because the video. I the thought video the video was insane. The video was, was so the hardest good. thing in the world because and it they gave were us eating Uzi Vert when he when he had the well, Uzi Vert only almost <laughs> messed up the entire song, but he did. But but he hit him with. 
my whole yes, thing was like, are they York? eating takeout out of Chanel takeout boxes? That was the one that really got that me. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was such a hard flex. And uh, it was just the hardest thing. I remember being at the theater and watching the video and being like, what the fuck? Like, I really remember. You worked at the theater still? I worked at the theater and I was Dang. watching the video and I was like, this is a crazy, like, what the fuck? And it completely changed everything. And then I started seeing it get popping because Yo, of, I was in, like, to the social I was in, I was mainstream. In, I was in the dorm, Steen. Uh, I was an RA. And I remember watching it, like, on my bed. And uh, I don't, I think, like, either... Elvira and I were, were like friends or like I just started dating. Where were you, Ruben? Wait, what? what? <laughs> when, when you I, first saw Bad and Bougie? When you first saw Bad and Bougie video. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. It's right. not your 9-11? Like, what are you talking about, dog? This is like yeah, a never exactly. forget. Where were, no, <laughs> were you? Where were you when you found out Bad and Bougie? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Were you, were you at a, were you studying or like what's like? I don't know. Like I heard it. Studying I, th- or I thought it was like, good. Like, like I thought it was good, but I was like, I wasn't the big like I I still like Versace and and the other the other song more. It just felt like more like like what I would like. When I heard this, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like their their sound sounds like more refined, more this and that. But then when Charles Gambino gave him the cosign, I was like, oh, like then like maybe I should listen to it again. Like maybe I'll like it. And then okay, like weird. I like how catchy it was. It was more mainstream. Like it it fit more of like okay this is what people will actually listen to as opposed to like Versace 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 like you can't <laughs> so that like you know they kind of refined it so I really like that and um, but I, I wasn't like my like now I look back I'm like it's a really catchy song it's good but it's not like like I feel more nostalgia listening to like Versace or something like if that comes well, out like, it's like also now it's like it, it got weird after that so it's like there were there were QC right Quality are they control. not anymore well, well yes but here's where things oh. get squirrely this is why it's kind of sad towards the end. It is because they were all beef. so. They're, uh, so they're pretty much, Rasa, right? pretty much, it's like the whole situation's going on. Everything's cool. They're the biggest artists on the label. They're actually the first artist the QZ signed was the Migos. Damn. So the first artist on the label, and so they get all the attention. They get Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's interesting. He's giving them some buzz, but he's not. They get Lil Uzi Vert too. As no, that's a generation now. But he's not as consistent as the Migos. The Migos are putting out multiple projects that people actually care. Culture one and two crazy reception stir fry the dab whole the whole move of the dab movement of doing the dab becomes a big thing they try to get pipe it up as a big thing i don't feel like it took off as much bro no no. that's because you go to no bro that's because you like if you went to any frat party pipe it up was like everywhere okay so then they made pipe it up the thing pipe it up was a big college song like especially like i don't even want to shout out the fraternity but like (laughs) <laughs> but like you don't have to dog nah, I, don't I, even, nah, you don't even no one wants to hear it but <laughs> no yeah. one wants to hear it dog but the I'm frat's saying, fucking with it i get it and yeah, that's yeah. the thing is once you get frat like appeal then you become you become yeah something different and then as the label grows and as they start getting people that they feel are going to make the more money i.e little baby that's been the big thing little baby is qc's biggest artist and all of their resources, all of their marketing, all of their time and attention goes to Lil Baby. Lil Baby is really good. So what does that do for the Migos? That pushes them to the back burner. Not only does it do that, everything's cool when you're up. When you're down, you start looking at those numbers. You start realizing what kind of deal you're in. So they all start wanting to do solo projects, which didn't really work out well for them. No. It wasn't the best thing. I don't think anyone had a real successful solo album. So that happens. They come back, do another album. Then... Offset starts looking at his deal, 
realizes not only is he in a 360 deal, but he's in so much of a 360 deal that when he puts out solo music, QC owns it. Dang. And he goes, you should only be entitled to Migos. You sign the Migos. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be entitled to my personal projects and personal endeavors. And so that becomes a whole media war. So whatever happens behind the scenes, we still don't know. And I don't know if we ever will. But Offset leaves the group of the Migos. Allegedly slept with Sweetie. Allegedly. But I really don't see any any valid. Like I can't see that being a thing. Especially when you're with the whole yeah, mix no. of the Cardi B. That's too much. It's too oh, much for me to yeah. think of that being a problem. I know there was a whole like Nikki, that was an obvious one, the Nikki Cardi situation and the whole song of motorsport. Like that mm-hmm. was that was a real beef. But I don't see yo motorsport was also a mo- movement. A, a movement. It was a moment. The fact that they got Cardi, that was the start of the big start of Cardi and Nikki's real beef. Mm-hmm. And then offsets away, and we do this unconfused thing. And pretty much now it's just Quavo and Takeoff doing their thing. And this kind of happens seemingly under Quavo's watch. Because you have to realize at the end of the day that Takeoff is Quavo's nephew. As weird as their age difference is. No, dude, Quavo, they're on some like, Hispanic shit. Like, Quavo's the uncle and Takeoff's the nephew. So yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not weird to us. Like when yeah. I heard that, I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, I know. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're talking about it from like a family perspective, you know there's a feeling that Quavo's in of charge. like of like you need to be watching over your nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. even though it doesn't, no, even though it's like cousins. I, I hope someone's checking in on Quavo, bro, because I'm sure like the guilt is there. Like if the beef is was him, like he was the one beefing. He's got his nephew with him. Yes, they're probably like what five years apart, four years apart, three years apart, whatever. Like he, there's still like some sort of like I feel responsible for. Not it. only that, because now all the stories are coming out. You see all the baby pictures. And allegedly, Takeoff was the one that told Quavo to take music seriously. He told him, hey, like, you should start rapping. You should, like, really take it seriously. Damn. And so it's kind of like, look what ended up happening. He did take it seriously, and they became so big. But it also seemed like it's just so sad where it doesn't really feel like the Migos were at the top or where the Migos were, like, at a place where we remember them so positively before such tragedy can happen like this. Oh, because we were starting to see the downfall, right? Of the group, right? Like right now, it seemed like they were in the they were in the Texans phase right now. They were like on their recovery. They're trying to figure out Rebuilding. how to rebuild the yeah. brand, because you know who was also mad reckless. One of the reports were before, way before, when Migos were basically trying to figure out how to be popping again, and NBA YoungBoy told them, "You y'all just ain't outside no more." It's like we see y'all in the hills. We see y'all in these mansions in California. That ain't relatable no more. We want to see you in the hood. We want to see you in the trenches. He's like, that's what they want to see you doing. He's like, they don't want to see you out there in the hills. He's like, you can be out there and live, but when you come shoot the video, you got to come to the hood because that's where they want to see you. So They want to see you still doing that stuff. That's what led to this? Possibly because they were really like, you're right. Remember they did that song together? Yeah. That make no sense? No, 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 no. Uh, it's in it's in the unconfused. No, 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 no. The real popular one, the the which one, Ruben? It's a it's Migos and NBA YoungBoy song that is super popular, and it was one of their most popular songs of late. Like when they were trying to come back again, it was. uh, I'm pretty sure it's make no sense, but regardless, they did the song together. NBA YoungBoy is like the highest selling artist right now because also he puts out like. A million projects. He's put out like six projects this year. Damn. But 
<laughs> got to choose violence like NBA. <laughs> but that that is that is a thing. But if we're going to talk about numbers, I, I really just want to like close out, say that like this is a tragedy and we need to figure out how to like not have Houston looking this crazy. Yeah. We need to like watch how we move. We need to watch how just how people are like seeing us right now because it's looking crazy. We're going to start looking like Chicago and New York here in a little bit. Yeah. What, what do you think, Ruben? Especially now, if you see our of our crime rates, I think our crime rates have surpassed Chicago's. I need to look into that. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's wild. I hope I hope we bounce back, and I feel bad for Quavo. That fucking yeah. But RP to his family, you know, RP to take off, and, you know, hopefully yeah. his family is doing good and the rest of the group is doing good and that, you yeah. know, we have him in our spirits and stuff. And but, it's not a bad place, bro. It's a beautiful city. Like, I mean, some people love it. I, I love it. Drake, <laughs> Drake loves it. Drake loves it. He said it. He said, "I'm in love with Houston, Dallas, Austin." He said he started with Houston. He started with he started with Houston. And and Twenty One Savage said, "I've been in Houston so long, I feel like whatever his line was." So he's talking about Houston too. So here's Drake is in love with Houston. He dropped TSU. Like, yo, <laughs> he's about to drop Lone Stars because he's going to be talking about the community college. Yeah, he like got myself a girl from ACC. Yeah, <laughs> bro. And not just that, in the, in the intro to TSU, you know, he's listing all the Texas cities, and yeah. he ends with the best. He goes, H-Town, baby. And then the, yeah. he drops. So, let's talk <laughs> yes. about this album that just dropped. So, this week, first week of the Her Loss album, which is the Drake 21 Savage collab album. 21, 21. I showed you guys this in the group chat. And I had to stop y'all from being reckless because immediately you wanted to say, "Tell me what, tell me what it is that you said that sounded so crazy to me." And and look, and, and I love and, how you didn't respond to. Oh, because I because I I don't even want to do that to you. Like I, I don't even want to give you any ammunition to start trying to do like contradictory research because it's just it's just not even. Just go ahead, t- say what you feel, okay. and then I will tell you the truth. Three songs in, and Ruben can back me up on this, but the first three songs it felt like. Drake was like that. The highlight is Twenty One Savage, and then anytime Drake came in, it was just like mad corny and would kind of like ruin the song for me a little bit. But then you get further into the album, and you got song like what's that one song where Drake just goes off and tells everyone how broke they are? Like that song goes hard. Yeah, I. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I listen to like. I don't even know. So like the first couple songs, I was like really into it and then just started blending in together. And then I was like, I need to go back and actually listen to them. Um, but it, it was all right. Like I did, I did kind of agree. I think it's just cause 21 is just so like rough. So like, it's like such like a, a gritty sound. And then it's just like Drake comes in, like ready to sing like, some vocals. Well, like the well, transition yeah, was not yeah, good enough. Like I needed great. a little more. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. here's what it is. Like I was like, am I outside or am I inside? Like, what's what's happening? <laughs> Numerically, if you look at the numbers, Drake is sixty six percent of the lyrics. Oh, you saw that too. Okay, twenty one Savage is twenty six percent of the lyrics, and then others being sound bites or features is eight percent of the lyrics. So, it, is so it a Drake album though? With twenty one Savage sprinkled on it, like it's parsley. Okay. Every Holy time, shit. every time that 21 Savage says something, you're going to pay attention and listen to it more because it's so much less of the album. Mm. So the whole music sound and everything so is Drake. That like No, there's so much more. Here's all right. Right now, 
right now. It's I nice. need you to tell me other. Th- okay. You can give me your one. Mm-hmm. Give me three, <laughs> three lines that you remember that 21, the 21 Savage said. All right. That were hard. Right, it's that on me and Ruben. No, it's you specifically. No, 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 you specifically because you said this. No, because right. I know the one that you have in your head. It's and you can't look paper. anything up. All right, all right. audibles right now that you can remember off the all album. All right, it's um, the they don't. I I don't show ID at the club because they know I'm 21. Okay, that counts as two. No, that's hard. one. No, no, that's one. If it's hard that's enough, one. It no, it doesn't. Two. That is one line. Other than that, one twenty-one line. Tell me another yeah, line yeah. you remember. Uh, the but one we just the said. easiest one, say twenty-one. Yeah, that's no, bar no. Right there. I'm talking about a bar. We're uh, talking about yeah, a yeah, line. No, no, no. The bar. Uh, oh. I already said I've been. Didn't you say twenty-one a couple times? No, no, but you, you don't remember <laughs> the line. All right, I said it. I've been Houston so long. But so there is a million Drake audibles because guess Was why it? we have to talk about him? Guess why we have to talk about him? Because there's a whole list of people he dissed for no apparent reason. Oh yeah, the Meg the Stallion. What happened there? So yeah, let me explain a me? list of the disses because this is where I'm going to bring my audibles up. Just because why does he hate Meg? Makes he, doesn't Houston Meg. Too. he doesn't hate Meg. What happened is he was just making a joke about girls getting shots, like butt shots and stuff like that, and lying about it. He's saying these girls talk about how they're natural, and he doesn't even care. He's like, girl lost her fat, and it moved on to her butt somehow. She says she's natural. I don't really give a fuck. And so then, basically, he says she lying about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. So it's just a play on words to the idea of Megan Thee Stallion allegedly lying about the shots thing because that's what's been going on in the news. He's saying she's it's lying also, about getting body shots, but she's like still a stallion, like like, like, like like butt shots and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he says she didn't get the joke, but she's still smiling. So he also says it's a joke, right? He also, right afterwards, says it's a joke. Megan the Stallion responds saying, stop using my shooting for clout. Since when is it cool to make jokes about a female getting shot? If you got to say it's a joke, then it's probably not a good joke. That's, that's It's a lie. It's, it's a <laughs> lyric, right? I mean, when, when. I agree with Ruben. You have to be willing to. Like, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I don't know why. Every time I see him, he just crusty, man. Like the way he acts, crusty. He's just kind of crusty. So even the line, I'm like. Bro, just leave her alone. Like, just but when like the but line when, wasn't good enough, it's okay, but it's okay for Nicki Minaj to say uh, something. Rosa Parks, get your if, ass up. If the bar is good enough, they could say it. All right, it needs to be like clever enough, like good enough. But this was just too like I was just I, it's not even come on like. So we have one. We have a Megan Thee Stallion disc. Number two, we have a drum disc. Okay. You remember Drum? Drum made Cha Cha Slide, which Drake took and made. Of course, you remember. Bling. Yes. What was I gonna say? Um, that's he so funny. That. I haven't heard the album, but I have seen like all the drama pop up on my timeline. Right. Like, okay, we keep going. So he goes. He came with the drama, but he don't know how we Cha Cha Slide. Yeah. Somewhere along those lines, Drum got so mad. Responded, being like, "Bro, that shit was five years ago. You never want to let shit go." Man, he starts saying, he ain't even touch me. Drake ain't even touch me. The security <laughs> guard touched me. He ain't want to 1v1 me. All Drake this scope, stuff. No scope. So, number two. Number three, for some reason, 
he's beefing with Serena Williams' husband. Oh yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? So I heard of that. I was he like, goes, Serena Williams, hus- Serena, your husband, a groupie. He says we cool, but no boo. No boo. It's on uh, like we getting sushi. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, he has a shot at her. I mean, it, wasn't he the creator of Reddit? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Then there's the, the alleged line. I'm like, there's the alleged diss. So he says a diss, and we don't necessarily know who it's aimed to, but people like to speculate online. So he goes, she a 10, but she trying to rap. It's better on mute. So it's like this girl's hot, but she's trying to rap. She's not a good rapper. She's better on mute where you just see her. Mm-hmm. People are talking about that that's Ice Spice. People are saying that that is directed at Ice Spice. What did he say? I didn't hear that part. He goes, she a 10. She trying to rap. It's better on mute. Damn. And so. Oh, she a 10. She's trying to rap. Isn't she like really young? Younger than him? I mean, anyone's probably younger than him. So if we put ourselves. Legal. Like, so. She uh, legal though. So yeah, if we put like, full, full hats on, it's like he tried to. It, it's the whole cover up of like her being like his actual baby mama, but she's very was possible. So she just responds to it by saying, "At least I'm a 10. So she I'm just let it go at that. Uh, and then the the diss of all disses, which is the Kanye stuff coming back around again. Yeah. So he goes, "I link with the ops." For Jay Prince. I did it for Mob Ties. So I only linked up with the ops being Kanye because Jay Prince told me to and for the mob, which they did the whole Larry Hoover concert. That's the whole thing where it all made sense. I also love the energy he has towards Adidas still. The energy that he has towards Adidas still. So they're doing this back and forth rapping thing where 21 Savage is doing the lyrics and Drake is ad libbing, mm-hmm. and he and uh, Twenty One Savage goes, "I got the stripes like Adidas," and Drake goes, "I got the stripes, but fuck Adidas, man." And he's just like still so anti Adidas in his sick. So man. I just want to say it's still anti Adidas over here on this side. So I can't we buy still Nike out. Gang. I wear Adidas on the low, but on this podcast, it's still <laughs> Nike Gang. Uh, can checks I pull, over strikes. Can I pull up with the specials? Like I'm Matt Walty. I, I if I'm gonna get Adidas, I don't know. I guess I like all the Adidas that aren't even like your classic Adidas, because I just like NMDs and like uh, like Ultra Boosts and like I really liked when the Tubulars came out. Do you remember when the Tubulars came out, Ruben? I hope that they're not the ones I'm thinking of. Let me see. They probably are. I wore the fuck out of them hoes when those first dropped and i was like performing on stage and stuff like that because i was in that band and i was wearing tubulars just like to the de- black and white tubulars was just the I thought shoe you were wearing your your fours that you're like the ro- rocher run that was later hmm. i got all white fours later but when i was performing on stage i was wearing tubulars a lot yo 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 we were talking about like our high yeah, school remember the the roshis the yeah, ro- I was bro i wanted some so bad but that was that was our senior year of high school bro when it was like big yeah like, and came out and then like we and then like i think like because it all happened so fast i feel like like roshi's came out uh no like our june end of our junior year then nmds and then the turtle doves came for the first time in the oh, scene man, the turtle doves. 
Yeah, I never had a pair. They were expensive. And yeah, I never the- had a pair too. That they were expensive. Yeah, the- hey, but you could just pull up to New York and get the fake ones. You you don't just yeah. You know me. I can't afford the shoes, but I could afford a flight to New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't run through the uh, the Canal Street or whatever. No, 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 New York. High school. We were in high school at the time, dog. He he hadn't made it yet. Nah, dog. You got to go back and retroly get them, dog. Yeah, yeah. The re- nah, man. Well, I, now I never really liked them. Okay, hey, this but is a big. Cool. This is a, but it was a movement. This is a question. A this is a question. Just a little bit of a sidebar, but every place is removing Yeezys, right? Like you can't, you can't even don't, you can't even donate them to Goodwill. Yeah, <laughs> so and they're not even putting them out. Yeah, it's like nobody was doing this to begin with. I know. They never had Yeezys. Well, like, so, I was very curious on how this is going to affect the marketplace of Yeezys. Ah, uh, yeah. I go to StockX. They're still going to sell them. Mm-hmm. And they're still not below retail. They're still not really seeming to drop in price. Why would they drop? They would go up. Well, that's my thing. Is That's where I'm wondering. Is it public sentiment that people feel like, as a public, we're anti-easy, or is it just oh, these institutions? Okay, so people have been asking me because, like, I, people that know me know how big of a Kanye fan I am or was. Allegedly. Allegedly. But it's like, I get it because there's two things, right? Like, the music and the and the shoes are objectively always going to be good. Like you said, they're always going to be comfortable. There's nothing that's going to make them uncomfortable. And aesthetically, where we are in fashion, it makes sense still. And it doesn't matter what happens. Like you listen to like these iconic songs, like all of the lights, father stretch my hands, you know, you know, uh, family business, like power, runaway. Like these songs come on and you, you like, can't help it. You know, gold digger. I could like the list goes on, but it's like that being said, like, yes, the art is still good. I don't support this person anymore. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ruben? No, lift yourself another classic. Yeah, that's the poopity scoop song. Whoopity scoop. You know the whole idea of like what happened with that, right? Yeah, that's the whole other top. Yeah, yeah, that's more Drake beef right there. I know. Yeah, bro. Look and look and look. You got Adidas sweats, bro. Why are you? Anyways, talking so, much so how how is the album? Best, best album of the year. He, and that's here's funny. why I'm even talking about this. What's your favorite song on there? Uh, Rich Flex is the hardest song. That's the first song. Yeah, because there's the three f- beat drops and there's three beat switches in that song. You can't say the first song. What's, what's the next? Beat- I song? also have a feeling. I heard Rich which Flex. they do this a lot. I think that's the last song they recorded. I think Rich Flex is the last song they recorded and then Bro, put it as the first song. He's not Kendrick Lamar. He can't do three beat su- switches like that. he did. Three beat switches. I know, but they okay. Were- Besides Rich Flex, what's the next song? Besides Rich Flex, I like the next song. Which is Pablo hates it, but I really like Major Distribution. Major Distribution, all right. Major, I, and then I like Circle Local, where they use that uh one that's more the, time. That's the make the stallion disc. Where he does the the stallion disc, but he does the. It's just such a good thing where he's just like. I mean, when he goes, okay. I will give you this. When he goes one more, and then the beat drops, it's hard though. Now, like it's hard. Did you see all of the promo surrounding this album? The, the fake, my tiny and, and 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 look, look, this is where I realized that the genius in this. Mm. All right, how many of you guys are subscribed to Sirius XM? <laughs> Any of y'all? <laughs> Nobody, no, that's so the question is that so I was like asking you if I'm linked to Pandora Radio. So, when <laughs> all right, damn, all right, 
So when the full Howard Stern interview comes out, and we know it's an iconic type of interview for yeah. Drake to be on there with Howard Stern, how are you going to intake it? Are you going to go and get a SiriusXM account and go watch the full Howard Stern interview? No, or are you gonna, clips. Are you going to wait until the clips drop that are the most viral moments that are on social media and see it like that? Well, how would I have known that it was a thing if I- – Anyways, yeah, what do you mean? We wouldn't have known because none of us are subscribed to SiriusXM. It's still one of those. Tri- it would just shop. It would just pop up uh, on the algorithm. It's on a terrestrial YouTube. thing where it's like it's one of those. It's like a Larry King type interview. It's like a huge thing. Okay. So, okay. No, no. What I'm saying is, I think Ruben's saying is that you wouldn't see it until the algorithm showed it to you. Right. But what I'm saying is that you would just get a viral clip, and instead of him doing the full interview and making you find the viral clip, he just made the viral clip. Because we're all just going to see the mm-hmm. one or two viral clips that happen. We're not going to see the full interview. So what he's going to do is, look, I'm just going to make the viral clip and spread it around the internet because that's all that people really care about. So what was the viral the clip? Intro, which was, it was. Yo, I Larry, don't want dis- so, so, to be distracting, but I really wish I had the Raycon glasses on right now because I don't know about y'all, but like the headphones are hurting my glasses. Like they're like pushing <laughs> into my skull. So if I had the Raycons, I could just. Pablo's asking Raycon to, uh, to, <laughs> to sponsor us, bro. He's like, right now would be a great time a for great Raycon. time for these yeah, Raycon yeah. wireless earbuds. Yeah. No, 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 not the Raycons, the glasses, bro. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to pop my my little glasses. You trying to get a scooty bike to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, so Raycons in the uh, Ray Jason <laughs> Raycons on the check. So Howard Stern asks him. He goes, so you say you're very open about your. Uh, about your porn usage. So what are you, you know, what are you watching? And he just goes, top, you know, just just the top, like the highest tier of top givers is really what I'm just like constantly, like on a daily basis tuning into. You know, <laughs> those are what like the, the superstars of 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 the world, really to me. Head. Head is the porn that I'm watching. He's watching girls give head. Oh my god! So he's just okay. saying top. He's just saying like tops. The thing I'm on, just the highest tier of top givers. And he's saying this like on this Howard Stern interview. And he's like, you know, they're like, would you ever get married? He's like, I mean, maybe one day when everything just kind of chills out. But you know, it's like right now I'm in this kind of thing where. I got to get like four girls to make like one girl. Cause like, I like the things that these two girls do, but it's like, I like what this one does for a living. And you know, so he's like, God, right man. now I'm just like four girls to kind of make one girl and all this type of shit. And he's like saying it, like if he's having this real in-depth interview and the funniest one is the one that I sent you guys, which is the Vogue in my bag with 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. And he just like, you know, I keep a, cause I guess in another clip from this Howard Stern interview, they were like, yeah, no, Savage really just be reading a lot. Like, he's just really big on reading. Like, he'll, like, pop a book out in the strip club. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he'll just be pulling out Charlotte's Web and shit, like, at Magic City. Bro, that, that was We'd be at the skate park, and he'd pull up, like, the cow book. He'd be like... <laughs> the, the, tree, be like the, the tree of what? Yeah, it, it, yeah. He'd, be just, he'd just pull up, like, trigonometry. Like, you know, when it's, like, too hot to skate? Yeah. Like, we're at EC7, and, and the... All the ramps are like like you could basically cook cook eggs on them because they're all metal. Yeah. So he yeah. just like get to the side and just be like, all right, time to do homework. Yeah. No, yeah. but Twenty One Savage should be pulling out Charlotte's Web, you know. So <laughs> love my my Jewish brothers and sisters always keep a dreidel on me. <laughs> I was like, what? 
<laughs> he was like, you know, I, I got I got to have my tea on me. I like to have my tea and crumpets. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. So he's like more green tea. Yeah, more green tea. I got to keep a bag in my bag because you can never have too much bag. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yo, so, wait, that, that's my, he just blew my mind, bro. You got to keep your bag in your bag so you can be in your bag. So you can you be stay in your bag, in your bag dog. Damn. Damn, infinite bags. Damn, be real. careful, Zen. If you start speaking like that, Drake might uh, get you to ghost right for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, bro, Zen, Zen would do anything to be Drake's ghost. Yeah, I, would, I would sign all the NDAs. I would not talk to y'all ever again if he told me <laughs> I couldn't talk to y'all. <laughs> He's like, yo, I hear you on the podcast. You be saying too much. I know you're going to start saying some, some low-key things. Like, you got to just not talk to the boys no more. I'd be yeah. like, bro, you the boy. Why would I? <laughs> Why would I talk to Damn. other boys if you the boy? <laughs> Damn, bro, simping. Yeah. I would hit probably you my. I'll leave my wife on the right now. On the side, yeah, yeah, he goes. I'll leave Alicia right now. <laughs> Never look back. You're like, yo, we picking up groupies. Like he goes, with- he goes, Bella, who? Yo, real talk. Be like, yo, you get a bit trouble. My girl for any reason? Huh? Like, do you need my girl for any reason? Like, <laughs> oh my god. Nah, you're Drake Krusty. Right. No, that's great. There's, no, that's disrespectful. Let's close He's that. the Jay-Z of this generation, and you really need to understand that. And you're not going to see that nah. if you look back at history. I don't think so. I feel like not even on people, the, people the carry their character with like certain, like, I want to do this and this. But, like, Drake Drake just kind of corny sometimes. Like, some of the stuff he does, I'm like, all right. Like, like I, I like the music, but I can separate it from the person. And just as a person, I'm just like... We don't know too much about Drake. The thing that I've learned about Drake is that Drake's an actor. He wanted to act his whole life. Right. I Zen's going to defend him either way. We need to wrap this one all up. Right, right, so right. It's like, not going to stop simping. I'm not, yeah, it's, not even, yeah, it's literally facts. So, <laughs> it's literally facts. He's like, bro, you put hot sauce in the condoms. Everybody okay. knows. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. I know it's a Wednesday and ain't nothing going on, but I'm looking for the smoke. Okay? <laughs> That's why we listen to 21 Savage right, wait, and wait, The wait. Boy. As you're talking about smoke and, you know, Someone that just like walked in to the tech industry, finally finished the deal, and now wants all the smoke. Your boy Elon. I'm a sim for Elon too. I'm gonna be real. For one, I mean, I'm sorry. I get people work to Twitter. I get people had jobs and livelihoods and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. like, and I get that we're in a recession. I get like, that we're in a recession, and like that's just crazy. But like, and it's hard to find jobs and stuff right now. But like. You should have thought of that whenever y'all were making Twitter lose $4 million a day. Damn. That's all I'm saying. Really? That's what Elon said. I mean, I don't see the books, but why would Elon lie on his own app? So, so this is what I was thinking. That's a good question. Like, the way that the narrative flipped with Elon buying Twitter is, like, really interesting. Like, regardless if it was a good company or not. Because initially, it was like, oh, Twitter's this thing, and I can make it, like, this much better. And I feel like if he failed, like, we would roast him endlessly like being like bro this, this guy thought he could do this this and this and now it's like ah uh, like i have to buy this because it's my famous. dumbass couldn't read like some pages on like what actually is happening it's like i guess like i'll i'll fix it but it's pretty messed up you know like i don't really want to but i will if i have to that's well, how he's having to do you're so actively on twitter how do you feel about the eight dollar blue check. Yeah, hey, Zen's about to pay that eight dollars right now. No, I'll explain why. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah, I'll bro. Why. Because here, here's the way I see it. Right, the biggest problem with Twitter recession and all, bro. He's gonna pay. Yeah, bro. It. Any other Zen better watch out. They ain't getting the blue check. No, look. Here's, like, here's where the, here's where it really comes down to. Here's hey, what it really comes down to. Okay. Authentication. 
So there's you, so many bots on Twitter. So there's so many people that you're arguing with on a daily basis that you don't even know if they're real. You don't know if they're troll farms. Mm, with that's a thing. A big thing. That's basically the big reason for influencing the election is troll farms trying to get people to feel a certain way. So when you have that being a big part of Twitter, a lot of the people that are on Twitter, you don't know who they are. They're just random accounts. Now you got to pay $8 to make sure that you're a real person, basically. Okay. So it's like now when you're the verification isn't about famous people. It's this is a real person willing to pay $8. So I know that this is someone's real opinion and not just some troll, not just some made up account, not just some fake page. So I think he really tried. I think he first said $20 then he said 15. I think he did a few polls and realized eights the, the medium number that people will be able to like be okay with. And the thing that's throwing me off a lot is why the left seems to be so upset about this $8. And I don't, it's, and it's making me well, get conspiracy. It's making me okay. get conspiratorial to be like, do you know that, this bot stuff is a big issue and you're afraid that if we start seeing who the real people are, that we're going to have a different opinion on the way things go. Twitter holds so much weight because there's these numbers and flocks of people that are saying certain things, but you never see those things being reflected in real life. Do you feel like this $8 is something crazy or do you think that it's because right now I'm not on Twitter one of like the, I haven't seen a difference in Twitter right now. Like basically where I get less upset. My, my information has been pretty consistent. I have seen statistics that show that there has been a 300% increase in the use of the N word since Elon came into Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know how many of those people are African-American though? We um, wouldn't actually know until we have this validation process. Right. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of the critique is coming with him being like, free speech, free speech, free speech has to be this, this, and this, and this. And then people are like, yo, you talking about all this free speech, but yeah, you're going to charge us $8? I think that's where it's coming from. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not siding with that. I'm just saying that I think that's where the critique comes from, where it's like... You can still not have to... It's just a better experience. You can still not pay. It's still going to be free. Okay, I didn't you know You can that. still say whatever you want. Okay. It's $8 if you want to get that check mark. Mm. It's eight dollars, and 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 now all the people that got the check mark for free by just being whatever they were famous, right? What, but or sometime or whatever, right? Whatever they be having somebody at Twitter that they're cool with, yeah. Has now I think this makes it a little more of a level playing field. This whole eight dollar thing, I do think it makes it a little more of a level playing field. Because not only that, it reduces the ads by a significant amount, so you're not getting all these irrelevant ads. Do you, think it's gonna re- do you guys think it's going to reduce cloud chasing? Because you could not just pay for it. Uh, no. So you don't have to. You don't have to post a video of someone getting shot or run over or whatever. Because what? You, no. You have, you have the check mark. <laughs> it like, just gives you a blue check. Zen can have a blue check. You have like two followers on Twitter. Right, and th- regardless, it just puts your. Stuff in a different inbox or whatever as verified people. But no, clout chasing is always going to be a thing. On the contrary, I think if everybody can just buy the blue check, well, now we have other intangibles that we need. But I think I it'll think, be cool uh, is like, um, I, I don't think it'll be, it won't be like some people love it or some people hate it. It's, it's going to be one or the other. Like either everyone's going to love it or everyone's going to hate it. Like either we're going to roast people for paying for it, like add them as $8. 
<laughs> or we're gonna be the opposite and it's gonna be like um oh like, bro, damn, bro boy couldn't me. even afford like the blue check like damn bro how do i know you're not a bot account like after hearing zen talk about it yeah. it's gonna be one of the two because i really do think it's gonna be like if you're arguing with someone in the tl and, and like right if you're arguing with someone on twitter you'd be like all unverified troll yeah, exactly. 13 year old looking ass because i bet you the other thing too is it's a lot of kids dude like a lot of just troll kids <laughs> on these accounts saying young boy better the so whole like, time hey, man, fuck this guy specifically <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so, so now that's it that goes into my next section <laughs> <laughs> in a crazy in a crazy shift of sports news now look Jake one of the best boxers of our generations. First of all, I'm going to preface by saying what? that. Now, before <laughs> I have said Alvarez, this, before I have said like, this, where's Corinne Alvarez right now? He injured, just sitting out. So who's going to carry for multiple months? So who's going to carry the sport of boxing in the meantime? Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Jake Paul being a renowned Disney Vine star, now turned professional boxer, just finished a sixth fight, versus Anderson Silva, who has just been a, like a dominating force, arguably one of the best people, one of the best fighters in UFC so history, um, has multiple actual boxing matches under his belt. So not just UFC fights, but has actively been in multiple boxing matches, recently beat Tito Ortiz in a boxing match. It's even though his age is what it is, I this was going to be Jake Paul's, this was set to be Jake Paul's biggest test to match because he went up in weight. For this, so he didn't fight someone who was smaller than him for once. He went up to fight somebody bigger. This guy had more reach than him. He's forty-seven. Yeah, but had way more. Look up his record. But he's forty-seven. Look up his record, though. Okay, so this is an interesting point because and look at the highlights because Zen's frustration is that he feels like they keep moving the goal, like the finish line for Jake. Thirty-four now, where he gets mad. Right. Well, well, that. What do you mean? That's just how competition works you just try to be better than the last time. no here's the thing no here's how it goes this is how it goes every single time so he'll be set to fight somebody and they'll be like he's a youtuber he's not gonna be able to fight this world-class fighter who's been fighting forever say what you want about his age but there's no way that someone like that is gonna beat him and then he beats them and they'll be like well i mean he was old and he really wasn't past it. So then they start making the excuses and then he'll be like, like but that. he hasn't fought a, a striker. So then he fights like the best striker in the UFC who's rich. Cause you have to realize he's he, the way he's trying to do it is like UFC has the young fans, right? Boxing is super old and traditional and it's hard to get young people into that sport. So he has to get these MMA guys. Well, the problem is the way Dana White and the contracts are set up. He's not going to let them do that. So he has to wait until they're out of their UFC contract to offer them the biggest payday of their career because Dana White doesn't offer his fighters anything so that he can then get them and then he could finally get this done. So the same thing with Ben Askren, same thing with Tyrone Woodley. He started off by boxing a, a pro basketball player who everyone's like, nah, dude, that dude's super fit. He's such an athlete. This YouTuber isn't going to be doing isn't going to be able to do anything. And then, the and then he knocks him out in the first round and people no, are no like, way. it's actually very, uh, it's actually very irresponsible for them to have let him hop in the <laughs> ring when they know he's not a boxer and he's just been a basketball player. So the whole narrative switched immediately. And then Ben Askren's like, yo, Ben Askren's a tank. You can say what you want about him, but he'll never get like 
knocked out. He's taken so many punches. You've seen the punches he's taken from such and such, just knocking him down and not being able to do anything. First and round. then he gets knocked out in the first round. They're like, and then well, you said, saw the way Ben Askren looked. He looked so out of shape. And then they go, he leaned into it. They're like, it's rigged. And, and then, so they're like, he hasn't fought a striker though. Like, yeah, he fought a wrestler, but a striker. So then he fights Tyrone Woodley and then knocks the him out. No, no, no. Well, the, the first, first one, one the, the second one, he knocks him out. And then people were like, well, Tyrone Woodley, like they just, oh, there's always an excuse, right? So okay. now it's Anderson Silva, someone who has been actively doing boxing matches, who has like stayed in amazing shape, who Dana White said, you'll never fight Anderson Silva. You'll never get Anderson Silva. And he got him. Mm. And then he knocks him down in the eighth round, which if you look it up, it went eight it, rounds. Yeah, it, it, eight it went. It went all the way. Damn, it went I all the way. That sounds good. And he got knocked down in the eight round. Anderson Silva hasn't been knocked down since his debut in like nineteen, whatever the fuck. So like, it was a really big deal. And so then, of course, people were like he leaned into it. It was all staged, mind you. This is an actual commissioned fight with Showtime boxing. Like, do you really think that Showtime is going to risk their reputation putting on a rigged fight? <clears throat> like, it's not some – it is his – it's Jake Paul's promotional company, but it's also Showtime putting it out Jake, there. Jake Paul ends the fight calling out Connor and Canelo. And Nate Diaz. And Nate, Nate, Diaz, Diaz. Nate Diaz came into his dressing room and started causing a whole fit, throwing Damn. stuff. Not Triple G? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. nah. But I just does. like how Hispanic people say it. How do they say it? What? What do they say? Like a triple D? Yeah, they're like triple H or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's very funny, but I've heard it. But now, like, that's the thing is like now people are saying it's rigged. Now people are moving the goalposts back. And they're like, well, you still haven't fought a real fighter, which he tried. He tried to fight uh Tommy Fury, and we saw what happened with that. He tried to fight Rock him, whatever the hell. He put and we much, saw what happened. Much, he put too much pressure on that Fury fight. I think if he hadn't gone in that, like I genuinely believe, if he hadn't gone in that hard for the Fury fight, it would have happened. Well, that's no, that's he, no that's no, that's no really excuse. Said, I no, I'm not giving an excuse. I'm just saying, like on a promotion. If you can't basis, take the heat, this is gonna be the yeah, biggest yeah. payday of your career times two or three. I think the no, best, think, the biggest eyes that you're going to see on yourself. I think Fury should have gone for it, but I'm just no. Saying. He knew he was going to fucking lose. And it was going to yeah, be so, embarrassing. So who ended up winning the fight? So no one ended up winning the fight. No one got Oh, which one? This one that just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake won by decision. Like not even, not even by like a, like a maybe. It's like that knockdown set him over. Like with that knockdown, there's no way he's not winning. The fight on all the, scorecards. If you take the knockdown out, do you think he would have won? It was way closer. It was way closer, but the scorecard still shows Jake having it. Mm. But the knockdown it. made it undisputed. Okay. The knockdown so made it. Who's going to fight next? Then you said he. I think Nate people. Diaz. Nate Diaz. I actually know that. Right name. now, according to the internet, fucking Thanks. Connor's two sixty right now. He got big. But Connor's still a little. Oh, bad. Nate Diaz. He's really going to yeah. fight him. That motherfucker yeah. is crazy. All the pictures I see, he's like bloodied up, like that's his ears like falling boxing. off. Hmm? We're talking boxing though. That's UFC. It's a whole different sport. Yeah, yeah, but like that mentality, like of like, ah, it's just like it's I get it. Jake Paul has that too, and you can have that mentality. But when you get knocked out, the mentality. I'm, I'm just saying it'll be good. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna be a great fight. 
I really want you to try to watch it because it was one of the most entertaining fights I had seen in a long time. I audibly screamed in the car while I was watching. The I movie. mean, I won't pay for it, but oh, okay. I, mean, I legally streamed it 100%. Um, I will say <laughs> you okay. can FaceTime me and I'll watch it. Do, do you think, do you think, um, yo, we do that with F1? <laughs> Y'all do that? Yeah. So when you pay for it and then you pass it on to the broke boys? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I mean, not the broke boys, but like, I, I'm the one that pays for it. Yeah. Dog. No, but now Ruben's got he the, his apartment makes him have a uh, cable, so he got ESPN. That's all you going on such a tangent. <laughs> Wait, all you need is cable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just oh, I could be watching this. I thought it was like a subscription you needed to pay. No, no, no. You can watch it on ESPN. If you watch the last fight, if you watch the last race, and that was Don't the first race that. you've ever watched, you would hate it. Be roasting Pablo. It, the last race was so boring. It yeah. it just felt like what NASCAR feels like, where it's like. And it's like, and oh, we're done. I, I literally put it on, and then, like, yeah, it's about like my brother in law and like Elvira was roasting. Everyone was like roasting me. What's kind of crazy, too, and is I'm because like, we're in yeah, America. Yeah, I just don't get it, bro. It's kind of crazy because we're in America. So you're like drinking your coffee watching the race. Like, how do yeah. you get into it like that? I don't, I don't wake up for those. I'm too lazy. But this one's oh. like at 2 p.m. But, but that, yeah, because it was in Mexico. So the time zone was like our time. So it wasn't like too crazy. With that being said, check us out next week. We out. Bye.